I'm going to call the meeting to order. The clerk will call the roll. Jones. Here. Jones here, Keeper. Here. Keeper here, Kilmer. Here. Kilmer here, Kolar. Here. Kolar here, Krause. Here. Krause here, Levin. Levin absent. Matano. Here. Matano here, McCarvel. Here. McCarvel here, Miles. Here. Miles here, Nelson. Here. Nelson here, O'Loughlin. Uh, O'Loughlin here, Pirtle. Pirtle absent. Rip. Rip. Rip here. Rip. Rit here, Rusk. Here. Rusk here, Saloff. Saloff, absent. Shower. Here. Shower here, Schmidt. Here. Schmidt here, Stubbs. Here. Stubbs here, Belgian. Here. Belgian here, Wegleitner. Wegleitner here, Willett. Here. Willett here, Williams. Here. Williams here, Young. Here. Young here is Weefel. Weefel absent. <laughs> Baird. Here. Baird here, Bollig. Here. Bollig here, Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth here, Clausius. Here. Clausius here, De Felice. Here. De Felice here, Downing. Downing here, die. Die absent. Erickson. Here. Erickson here, Farrell. Here. Farrell here, Gillis. Here. Gillis here, Hendrick. Hendrick absent. Corgan. Here. Corgan here. We have 33 supervisors here. We have a quorum. Supervisors Weepel and Levin had indicated that they would not be with us this evening, and Supervisor Hendrick indicated he would be most likely late this evening. Where the Tonight we have our prayer inspirational message led by Supervisor Jones. Thank you, Madam Chair, and good evening, everyone. It's customary for incoming administrations to temporarily slow down, change course, or halt work at federal agencies, and for the new appointees to become aware of discordant issues that are facing them. With this in mind, I'm concerned with the transition in various agencies in our government, but most concerned with the EPA, Interior Department Park Service. The inbound administration has placed a hard stop on communications and a freeze on grants and contracts. There are scientists in Wisconsin and elsewhere doing good work who rely on these grants and contracts to complete their science and give us great knowledge on how we are affecting our planet and how the planet is responding. We should not politicize science or stifle communication regarding public health. Rachel Carson was a marine biologist who in 1962 wrote the book Silent Spring. This post-World War II era came hardwired with the belief that humans could improve on nature to increase agricultural production and malaria and make us the masters of our domain. It was Rachel Carson who brought DDT to the attention of the average person and made us aware that these chemicals were eliminating the biodiversity in our environment, killing our animals, fish, and birds. It was Rachel Carson who made us aware that everything is connected to everything else. As you can imagine, this was met with fierce opposition from industry, who heretofore had been able to make these products without regulation. It was also during this time that strontium-90, a radioactive fallout, was found in our dairy supply, and pesticides created scandal in cranberry manufacturing. It was Rachel Carson who sparked the flame to inspire a grassroots environmental movement and it caused a paradigm shift, which eventually led to the creation of the EPA. You cannot argue with science. There are no alternative facts. 
I am encouraged by how energized our country is right now. My prayer is for all of us to channel our inner Rachel Carson as we represent our district, Dane County, and beyond. And I close by giving you the Native American proverb, we do not inherit the earth from our ancestors, we borrow it from our children. So if you would all please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Supervisor Jones. Tonight, we have our annual presentation of the 25-year awards. It's the night where we get to say thank you and to honor um, individuals who have worked for our county for 25 years. And we have 44 employees um, to who are celebrating that milestone this year. Seven of them are able to join us tonight. And so we're going to do the awards. And as you may recall, um, we invite um, the department heads to um, tell us a little bit about the, um, the individuals who are receiving the awards and they um, receive a plaque. Um, I want to say to the families and friends of people who are getting the awards, feel free to come around and take a picture. Um, it's, um, you don't, you, we, we lift the prohibition from coming out of the gallery for this and allow people to come and take pictures. So I'm going to award them from the side over here, and we'll do it from the right side of the dais. So first up is the Facilities Management Department, and um, the employee is Joseph O'Crowley. And Carlos Pavillon will um, speak. Um, first, we're going to do the award, and then we'll let you get your picture, too. Hi, I'd like to say a few words about Joe. Joe is currently our facilities management lead janitor, and we are very fortunate to have him with us. Joe tackles his work with skill and confidence and contributes his knowledge and experience with his coworkers every day. Over his 25 years of dedicated service, Joe has filled a number of roles for the county. Uh, he began his career in Dane County in 1991 as a food service helper. In this role, Joe served the county by preparing and delivering meals for the Dane County Jail and the Badger Prairie Healthcare Center. He uh, then went on to fulfill the role of janitor at the Badger Prairie Healthcare Center, where he was well revered by the residents and staff of the center at the time. And eventually we got lucky and he transferred to the downtown campus where he has assumed the role of lead worker and has led by example uh, in facilities management. I want to pers personally thank Joe for all his hard work and dedication. Uh, Dane County is very fortunate to have you and your contributions, and I'm, again, very thankful you stuck with us for 25 years. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you, Carlos and Joe. Next up is the Clerk of the Courts, and um, Lisa Rondini and Carlo. Is Carlo here? Maybe they're not here. Is Lisa here this evening? Okay. Oh, Awarded? Mm -hmm. 
that would be wonderful. So. My person's not here, so my sister's going to do my, she knows, she knows, she knows my life story. Why don't you come on up? <laughs> what a great sister to be at. Why don't you come up and we'll get your picture with me first, and then I'll shake your hand. And then Sister Diane, um, and um, Lisa um, has a master's degree from the University um, here of Wisconsin-Madison, and her first, uh, she did a field placement, and her first job was with the, uh, okay, <laughs> with the Dane County Department of Human Services, where she did child protective service work and, um, and was a human service social worker. Um, she was in a couple different offices, in the Stoughton office and the South Madison office, right? Um, and then um, she left that job and she transferred and she was, um, she does now part-time work with the, uh, um, <laughs> part-time bail monitoring and part-time she is the social worker for the Guardian Ad Litem Project here. Um, and so it's 25 years. Um, I'm very proud of her. And um, I can't even count the number of Dane County children and families that she has helped in her job. So thank you, Lisa. <laughs> and I just want to vouch for that she was an incredible worker in the Department of Human Services, did incredible work protecting kids, and we were very sad to lose her. Thank you. Um, I just want to remind all of you that the work and the decisions that you make really affect the children and families of Dane County, and so it's very important work, and I um, encourage you to think of the children and families when you're making decisions. Thank you. Next up is the Department of Human Services, and Bobby Moore is going to be on. talking. So as you can see, it takes a team to award this to Bobby Moore. So I just want to say a couple more personal and professional things, and then Bob Lee, our um, Children, Youth, and Family Division Administrator, will talk a little bit about Bobby. And Andre Johnson, our Juvenile Justice Manager, I think is going to remain silent, but we'll see what we can do. So I just want to say two things. First of all, I do want to mention and thank his wife, Corinda Rainey-Moore, for joining Bobby. Corinda is also an incredible person in this community doing human services work. And um, I, it has been my pleasure to work alongside with her with many things in the area of mental health. And now she's at the Council for Children and Families. So I just wanted to <laughs> applaud. It's a, it's a family here that's doing human services work in the community for us. And Bobby, what I wanted to say is I've known Bobby for 25 years, his whole 25 years of the department. And I can tell you, if you're ever having a bad day, 
go find Bobby Moore because that smile is on his face all the time. His laugh is absolutely infectious. He is a go-to guy that will do anything to be helpful, always has a positive attitude, and is just a delight to be around. So he guaranteed will lift your spirits if you're ever having a bad day. Bob? Bobby was hired on January 31st of 1991, um, so he must have just missed the cutoff date for making his appearance last year. He'll, he'll be with us 26 years um, next week. He's been with the Neighborhood Intervention Program in our juvenile justice uh, world uh, the entire time. Um, he supervises very challenging uh, boys and girls, and he puts in incredible hours. This is a guy who uh, is available to his family's morning, noon, and night, and on weekends, too. Um, <laughs> And uh, I would go so far as to say, uh, after Lynn uh, Green, he works uh, longer hours than anybody in the department uh, and is uh, well-respected and, and well-liked. Um, we've been really lucky to have him. He's also the sharpest dresser in the department. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you I'll be quick. Uh, Andre don't think so. Um, uh, Stephen, exactly. Well, Stephen Blue hired me, and I always thought that Stephen Blue was a, I used to tell him that he was the hardest working black man in Madison, and I just wanted to work half as hard as he did, and I really tried to. Uh, the kids that we work with on a daily basis are very challenging, but I grew up in the inner city of Chicago, and it's like going to, I guess, Iran without a gun, and the situation has actually got worse. Uh, the, the kids that we deal with, uh, at least in their mind, they think that they come from uh, a similar situation. A lot of them do. And I just like to wake up every day uh, and try to make a difference. Uh, I'm in a fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha, and we actually try to make a difference too. So I would like to always nod my head to the fraternity because I think together, you know, with the department, my supervisors, and Andre was my supervisor for a long time before he decided to leave us peons and make big bucks. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you. And the last um, group is from the Sheriff's Office. So I'm going to call everybody down here and we'll award the plaques and then Sheriff Mahoney will make remarks. So we have Lori Casper, Timothy Hancock, Michelle Shellhammer, Brian McCullough, and Eric Novotny. So, Lori. And next is Michelle Shellhammer.
Next is Brian McCullough. And then finally, Eric Novotny. Well, thank you, Madam Chair and members of the board. Um, you know, tonight is, is an important night. Any time that we can come together and recognize our countywide employees is an important night and a special night. We've heard great stories tonight of county employees across the spectrum. And I'd like to take a moment and just tell you a story about a county employee, a county employee who actually was with the sheriff's office and today is working in the DA's office in the ATEP program, Julie Byler, and many of you know Julie. But her story epitomizes our employees across Dane County. In 1991, Julie Byler came the Dane County Sheriff's Office as a Huber counselor. That's a position that works with our Huber inmates to work with them to find employment and volunteer programs and services out in the community. And on that first day in 1991, Julie came to work in the Sheriff's Office and arrived on the seventh floor of this building to find the jail completely locked down. Might have been the last time the locks all worked in, the, in this building. Um, but she found that building, or the, she found that floor entirely locked down. That was the day two Dane County deputies were taken hostage and spent almost two days being beaten and threatened with sexual assault. But what was really important as it relates to Julie, is she came back for day two. And on day two, because we still weren't able to serve meals because the jail was still completely locked down, she went around delivering Huber lunches, bag lunches. And what Julie found on day two was that as she delivered those bag lunches, those incarcerated were upset that they weren't getting hot meals, so they pelted their apples at Julie and struck her many, many, many times. That was her second day experience. Julie spent five years with the sheriff's office. And today, as, as I mentioned, she continues to serve our supervisors, our citizens, and our leaders at the highest level. 
And that epitomizes men and women who choose to work in this great county. And so for all those departments who are here tonight, I thank you for being Dane County. And I thank the men and women behind me who, as well, 15 sheriff's office employees in 2016 surpassed 25 years of service. And it's always hard for our people to come to these events to be recognized because not one of them comes to work to be recognized. It's actually quite the opposite. They are most uncomfortable when they're being recognized. But it's important that we recognize them because they perform the services our citizens demand to ensure our community remains as safe as it is and that we meet the needs in the area of public safety and law enforcement. And the first individual I want to recognize is Tim Hancock. Tim grew up in Darlington, Wisconsin and attended Southwest Technical College as well as Madison College. And prior to working for the Sheriff's Office, Tim spent five years as a full-time law enforcement officer in the village of Mount Hork, while also working part-time for the police departments of Argyle, Schulzburg, Darlington, Belmont, and the Lafayette County Sheriff's Office. But the good news was he came to Dane County. When Tim was offered a position as a deputy sheriff under Sheriff Ramish, Tim wrote a letter indicating that he was enthusiastically accepting the position with great anticipation of the work that he could do for the citizens of Dane County. You know, it's always interesting to read these letters and see how their statements predict their career. When I look through documentation in, in Tim's file, that theme is certainly carried through in many of the areas that he's worked. Many of his evaluations, his thank you letters from citizens, from members of Dane uh, County Employment, as well as commendations. Talk about his positive, upbeat attitude, his willingness to help in every situation, and his overwhelming enthusiasm for the work that he does as a deputy. Tim has served, as all deputies do, uh, working in the jail. And then within a few short years, Tim moved to the task force, which is a position it's a special position because these deputies have to be trained in every single function. And oftentimes in an eight-hour day are shifted to multiple different assignments. So it's not like you come in one day and you're going to spend eight hours in the jail. You may start out in the jail. You may end up in the courts. You may go to conveyances. Tim then, as I mentioned, spent the next 15 years uh, in task force. There's some of the most skilled people in the organization, as I mentioned, and it takes a special person to adapt to those changes in schedules every single day. Imagine in your own life going to 
your work and being told today you're going to work three different positions. It's difficult. Tim is one of the special people that throughout his career has maintained his skills in every one of the areas that he works in. And like most of our deputies, Tim not only performs his normal duties, but serves in a multitude of other areas. Tim is one of the most senior deputies on our crowd control team. And where that really played uh, to a high level of importance was during that 10 as our deputies stood on, stood at the front doors of our state capitol interacting, as we know today, with hundreds, over 100,000 individuals. It was these deputies on the crowd control team that set the tone for the next 60 days. Tim was one of those individuals. Tim also serves on our dive team. Now, that may sound very glamorous. Okay. You know, when you, when you think of Boy, you get to be a diver on, on the dive team. You think maybe the first thing you think about is you know, having gone snorkeling or diving. Uh, that's not the case uh, with the Dane County Sheriff's dive team. These are the men and women who not only dive in our lakes, in our local ponds, and the Wisconsin River, they also dive in our draining ditches. And oftentimes, most often, see the things that none of us ever want to see. So I want to take this moment again to thank Tim Hancock for his service and dedication to the citizens of Dane County. Now, some of you met Lori Casper earlier. And if you didn't, you will. Lori came to us just a few years after college with a high level of energy, which she still maintains today, and dedication. She was another deputy that worked a few years in the jail and then moved to another task force position. This is always a good measure of our people to see how they excel at various tasks and how they will deal with every challenge that's posed to them. Lori is one of the people who excelled in not every one of these, not only in one position, but in every one of the positions. In 2000, Lori moved to the bailiff's office and has spent the past 16 years working in our courts, serving our judges, our juries, and, and those citizens who come into our courthouse every day to ensure the safety of an environment that is inherently tense, whether it's criminal court or civil court or even more recently, our family courts. But Lori willingly works as well in the juvenile court section where the normal tensions of the court are exacerbated with the impulsivity of our youth. But Lori uses her enthusiasm and her human relations skills um, to build those relationships that are important to de-escalate. Not escalate, but de-escalate. There are very few who handle this environment better than Lori. For example, there's a young woman who has had a very traumatic life who poses great challenges for her caseworkers. 
for homes, law enforcement, and the courts. Lori developed a very early and unique relationship with this young woman and has been able to personally work with her when she's transported her to court, juvenile reception, and interacting with her when in the public areas of the courthouse. As she attended court and as she was transported to treatment facilities that were considerable distances away, Lori's always been called upon. She is so invested in the care of those she works with that the local police departments have her personal cell phone number. Which might have been a mistake. <laughs> and they're not afraid to call her 24 hours a day, seven days a week to assist them. This is not a sign of someone who just does their job. This is an indication of someone who was called to do a job and to serve others above themselves. If Lori's not committed enough during her work hours, she and her family spend considerable time working with Special Olympics. In fact, Lori was inducted into the Dale Brunner Hall of Fame, which recognizes those across our state for outstanding service to our Special Olympians. Lori's been in charge of the torch run, the softball throw, the track meet out at Oregon. She was even able to talk me one year into jumping into a hole in the ice. <laughs> but I was perfectly satisfied to stand on shore. Once. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> But it is this measure of an individual packed into a big wall <laughs> the, that epitomizes the work of our bailiffs and, and all of our deputy sheriffs. And for that, I want to thank Lori for her 25 years of service. <laughs> Michelle Hammer Time, Shell Hammer. <laughs> Hammer came to us from the Veterans Administration where she assisted with the transport of veterans in crisis, provided bereavement counseling, and made sure veterans knew how to access their benefits. Some of you may remember Michelle's dad, Jerry Anderson, who was a Madison firefighter and who founded and led. Madison Fires Arson Squad. When we interview people for a deputy sheriff's position, we take their picture and their photo, and their photo stays, stays in our files. When you open Michelle's file, the first thing you notice is that she has an infectious smile that we have all grown to know and love. You can look at this picture and you can look at Hammer and you just know that she wanted to be a deputy sheriff and shares that same enthusiasm today. You know, she is committed to the sheriff's office and those that she serves with because, you know, I'm one who 
is at work late at night or comes in on the weekends. Michelle's always there. She's there checking on her people, the deputies that work under her command, and the deputies who worked under her command in another assignment, or checking on an inmate in the jail that 25 years ago she developed a relationship with who she knows is struggling in the jail. Hammer epitomizes a calling. And that's a common theme among the men and women who do this work. They don't come to work, do their job, and leave. And Hammer, I, I, I have to say, leads the parade in that. We had the opportunity to promote Michelle the Sergeant in 1999, and she is such a great example of a leader in the Sheriff's Office. She could have progressed much further in the organization, but she has chosen to remain a sergeant, a first-line supervisor, that supervisor who has the most direct contact with our deputy sheriffs. I've talked to many, I've talked to many who worked with Hammer. And if there was to be one word to describe how they feel about Michelle, is that she cares about people. Doesn't matter about your position in life. She cares about people. And what greater thing can anyone say about us? Whether it be public service, whether it be elected office, than for someone to say, she cared about me and she cared about people. We're all fortunate to have Hammer with us. And she, she cuts a wide path for all of us to live up to. And I want to thank her and congratulate her on 25 years. <laughs> Brian McCoola. Brian came to us from the private sector. After having served in the U.S. Army, again, Brian progressed through the assignments in the sheriff's office, working in the jail, task force. He was a patrol deputy working in our precincts before he had the opportunity to go to days and working in the bailiff's office. After years of working shift work, with very few weekends off, with very few opportunities to, to be with family, Brian could have chosen to stay in the bailiff's office working Monday through Friday with holidays and weekends off, and no one would have blamed him. Brian wrote for promotion, was promoted to court officer overseeing all the cases that are brought forth by our deputies and deciding which ones move forward and which ones need more work and working closely with the DA's office, processing all of that paperwork. 
While Brian was in court service, he showed us what he was going what he was going to be like as a leader. Some of that some in that position over the years get a very bad reputation for chastising their fellow deputies, encouraging them to do better work or how they can improve on their their work. That wasn't Brian. Brian was a coach. He was a mentor because he knew the capabilities of the men and women that he worked with. And he did that by bringing them along, by caring about the work that they do. And that exact trait is what makes him a great supervisor. He's progressed through the rank of sergeant. Today, he's now a lieutenant, mid-level supervisor. Again, Brian could have stayed in court services, worked Monday through Friday. But he saw the need for quality leadership as he progressed up through the ranks. And he will, willingly promoted twice, spending another 11 years working shift work with very few weekends or holidays off and even less time with family. The other thing that stands out about Brian was actually pointed out today by Marsha McKenzie. He's always willing and eager to learn. You know, as situations occur all around us, all across our county, our state, and our country, Brian's willing to learn and how to and work on how to implement those changes for the betterment of the citizens of Dane County. He's currently in a fairly new position for him, but shows an eager and willingness to learn that position and to lead others to be better than they are today. So I want to take this opportunity to recognize and thank Brian for his service. Next is Eric Novotny. Now, if you've ever driven the Beltline, you may have seen Eric. Not dressed like he wasn't dressed like this. He was dressed like a safety cone. <laughs> Eric, I have to tell you that I was very appreciative of the work that he does, you know, day in and day out. He drives that big yellow truck on the Beltline. And I, I forget which station it was. WTDY. Yeah, WTDY nicknamed him the rolling disco ball. Sean But it wasn't long ago that we lost another member of the family. And Eric, who works the day shift and is seen by probably more people. How I many is it? 22,000 people a day? Or 120,000 yeah. cars drive that roadway every day. And it's a <laughs> I don't know why I talk. 
But Eric is seen by those people even more often than Bill McGowan was. But when Bill lost his, lost his battle for cancer, Eric stepped back and said, this program, Beltline Bob program, was built. Even though he's the rolling disco ball, Bill was Beltline Bob. Eric's Beltline Bob, too. Eric had to come a long way to eventually serve with the Dane County Sheriff's Office. He spent a good deal of his childhood in Europe, specifically Belgium. After a short layover in Arkansas, so from Belgium to Arkansas, <laughs> Eric landed at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. I can tell you this because how many of you have talked to your children, relatives, or friends about doing internships, part-time jobs, or volunteering to build a resume? Eric would be the poster child for following that path. He decided he wanted to go into law enforcement. In addition to completing his coursework, he completed an internship, part-time work and volunteer work in order to build his resume to make himself more sought after by the sheriff's office. He put himself through the police academy to make himself even more marketable. Again, indicative of his dedication, I would say tenacity, his willingness to do at times this very difficult work. Eric spent the first 10 years with the sheriff's office working in the jail. And in a similar track, went to task force and patrol. <coughs> During Eric's time in patrol, he was well known for being willing to dive into any task and fix the issue at hand. Where some people may find a situation and call for someone to resolve the issue, not Eric. There was no situation Eric encountered that he wasn't willing to solve himself. Whether it was a flat tire, now that carries forward into his current job, loose animals or people stuck in the snow, again, carries forward to his current position. He'd, he'd get out of that patrol squad car and he'd change that tire for that person. He'd find a shovel and he'd dig that car out. He'd corral the animals he just about do anything he had to do. Never once apologizing for his actions. Eric found his calling, as I mentioned, on the motor service patrol or the freeway service team, better known as Beltline Bob or the Rolling Disco Ball, whichever station you happen to listen to. Eric applied to fill the position and has spent the past 15 and a half years owning the Beltline. Okay, let me emphasize owning the Beltline. You know, it's amazing. I drive up and down that roadway coming and leaving work, and Eric's always there directing the people from his squad car on how to stay in their lane, how to slow down on the slippery pavement, 
how to move over out of the lane of traffic. Whatever it takes, Eric's willing to do. He knows every piece of the Beltline Highway between Highway N and Cottage Grove and just north of the city of Middleton. There isn't a rock that's been kicked out of the Beltline that Eric doesn't know where that rock is. Trust me. A group of dispatchers sent a note a while back commending Eric on his extreme dedication to the Beltline and how willing he is to resolve any issue. They too pointed out that many people's passion for position may wane over time. Not Eric. He just never stops. He's like the ever-ready battery, bunny. Even when it's not traffic-related, Eric is aware of everything going on on or near the Beltline Highway. He can be at home, and somehow he knows what's occurring on that 20-mile stretch of Beltline. One day, he noticed men loading copper on a construction site next to the Beltline and found that they were stealing the copper wire. You've all probably heard Eric on the radio or seen him on TV talking about the Beltline. If you have to know how dedicated he is, need only drive that stretch of highway, and I would encourage do it at the speed limit. <laughs> because he's been known to make a stop or two. He's that dedicated. He cares about everybody who's on that stretch of road. So I've taken more time than you probably wanted me to take. Um, but it's important. It's important that we know who the people are who do the people's work. The people who don't ask for your recognition, but who I believe we should recognize. I want to thank Lori, Tim, Michelle, Ryan, and Eric for their service to Dane County, to our citizens, because with their resumes, they could have gone anywhere else been successful doing something else. But they've decided to serve you. And for that, one last time, we owe them a debt of gratitude. I think the sheriff said it all. <laughs> Thank you all for your service to the county. Um, next up is announcements. Does anyone have an announcement this evening? Supervisor Erickson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just wanted to mention um, briefly, I mentioned this at the last meeting. Um, our sister county, Castle, will have the um, Eureka uh, Plus um, event. It will be the summer camp, and 
Uh, press releases will be sent to you. Keep in mind the deadline for this is February 20th. If you know of anybody in your district, um, any artists would be interested, please get this in their hands or send them the link. Um, and the deadline is the 20th to apply for this, and then an artist from Dane County will be selected to go to Kassel, Germany, at the end of for the end of August. Thank you. Thank you. Next up is Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, Tonight, I'm introducing a resolution to designate uh, the properties, the former Messner properties that the county owns for affordable rental housing that includes um, designated units for extremely and very low-income families. So that's under 50% of the county median income and 30% of the county median income as part of a mixed-income development project. Um, I sent you the text of the resolution last night, so I hope you've had a chance to review it. Thanks to those who've already signed on. This is a really excellent location, a lot of investment going on, and I think it's really important that as um, local government, we stand up for inclusive and intentionally equitable um, development in this corridor, and I, I think this is a great opportunity to do that. So please sign on. Thanks. Thank you. Next up is Supervisor Downing. Well, thank you, Madam Chair. If there's anyone who knows how to enjoy and celebrate winter, it's the Norskis. And they're, they're set to do that the weekend after next, um, Friday through Saturday, February 3, 4, and 5, with their annual Scandahoovian Festival. Uh, I, there's too many events to, uh, for me to list off here for you, but if you just uh, Google search Scandahoovian, you'll find over two dozen events that are uh, focused on snowshoeing, um, skating, skiing, uh, snow sculpting, snow man building contests. Uh, it's not all, oh, uh, there are several uh, different uh, food events. Um, what else? There's an adult spelling bee for those of you who think you know it all <laughs> as far as that goes. Um, what else? There are uh, evening dances, uh, both Friday and Saturday, and uh, uh, let's see, a, um, Scandi Scandinavians are open-minded, open to other cultures. Uh, on, on Saturday night, it's going to be a Mardi Gras dance um, featuring a Cajun band that includes yours truly. So uh, come on out um, and uh, enjoy winter Scandinavian style. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor. And Supervisor Shower. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd just uh, like to stand to recognize the good work done by uh, AIDS Resource Center in Wisconsin, the ARCW. And um, they wanted to let you know that they're having an event this Sunday. Um, um, many of you might be aware of Camp Bingo. Uh, three times of three times the year, once a month in January, February, and March, they get together, and um, they have a relatively entertaining and raucous uh, <laughs> bingo game. And so for our 18 and up people watching and for all of our colleagues. Um, we'd love to see you there. I will be there doing registration uh, myself. And um, the doors open at 1 p.m. Play begins at 2.30, and it's all at the Concourse Hotel this Sunday, January 29th. So thank you. Thank you, Supervisor. And I just wanted to mention, uh, draw your attention to an email that you should have received today. It's on the Youth Governance Program. The nomination period has opened for um, people who are interested in youth governance, and the details of how that works are in that. 
If you know a young person who um, would be interested in that, I encourage you to let them know. Or if you know um, teachers in the school district that you might want to encourage to um, point a young person our way for being part of the youth governance program. Seeing no more announcements. Um, we're on to approval of payments. Is there a motion on the bills over $10,000 referred to the county board? Moved by Matano, seconded by Farrell. Um, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills are approved. On the minutes of the January 12th um, meeting, are there, is there a motion to approve the minutes? Moved by um, Nelson, seconded by Willett. Um, is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the minutes are approved. On reports on zoning petitions, we have H1 to H4. Are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, what's before us is the committee recommendation. Is there discussion? All those in favor of the committee recommendation on items H1 to H4 say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the um, reports, the zoning petitions are approved as recommended by the committee. Under ordinances, item ordinance amendment 74, amending chapter 41 of the Dane County Code of Ordinances, establishing a fee for disposal of allowable waste at Clean Sweep. I want to note that this requires a two-thirds vote. Um, is there discussion on ordinance amendment 74? Supervisor Nelson. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. I want to take a little time to provide some context and background on this ordinance amendment, which uh, John Welsh, uh, solid waste uh, manager, requested that Public Works and uh, Solid Waste Committees uh, take up for consideration. As far as the big picture, I guess you could say that uh, this is before us because of a transition in technology, and that would be from tube televisions and tube monitors, which from personal experience, uh, I'm going to refer to as the lunkers, uh, to flat screen TVs and flat monitors, which uh, for the per uh, purposes of comparison, I'll refer to as um, the lightweights. Uh, and the reason I emphasize weight is uh, the way it works according to current state laws, for example, this year, uh, manufacturers must recycle 80% by weight of the electrical devices that they sold in 2015. And of course, last year in 2013, they had to recycle back to 2014 and going back to when the bill was uh, first passed. Uh, so what's happening is that this formula is no longer working. Uh, at the same time, uh, the, the uh, market for tube, uh, for recycling tube televisions and tube monitors has sort of bottomed out, uh, just because they used to be able to use them to manufacture more tube TVs, uh, but they can't be used because they have, uh, for other purposes, because they have leaded glass in them. So it's just the market for those like our solid waste department and others who are involved in recycling this uh, type of material, it has become uh, more of a challenge. Uh, so what specifically what we have before us is a very straightforward uh, clarification of the fee for Dane County households and farms and then the addition of uh, a fee for uh, you know, two specific items. Now, 
You will note that Public Works did amend the original proposal, basically to make it straightforward and simple. Just we wanted just a single dollar amount for that. And this amended motion was uh, passed unanimously by Public Works. And the following evening at Solid Waste, it was also passed uh, unanimously then. So this is just, um, you know, the, the Solid Waste Department, um, you know, is, there is not, it's not funded through general purpose revenue. It, it's self-sufficient. And this is an area where starting in 2013, according to John Welsh, uh, they made about $3,000 in this. But now uh, last year, uh, there was, they ran a $40,000 deficit. So this is just a way to fine-tune this particular part of the clean waste program uh, to uh, sort of bring in some additional revenue because of the difficulty of recycling uh, these particular type of uh, electronic devices. I don't know if any, I don't see anybody from Public Works here tonight, so I don't think there's any staff here to answer questions. But if there are any additional questions, uh, I'd be happy to give a try to answer them. So I would just encourage you to uh, vote for this ordinance amendment. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor. Is there discussion on Ordinance Amendment 74? Seeing none, this um, ordinance, as I said, requires a two-thirds vote. Is there any objection to having this recorded to, as having passed unanimously? Seeing none, it will be so recorded. Under J, Award of Contracts, Resolution 390, awarding a contract for the procurement <clears throat> for the program evaluation of contracting and procurement equity in Dane County government. What's before us is the executive committee recommendation to approve. Is there a motion on the finance committee action? Is there a motion moved by Kolar, seconded by Stubbs, moved um, to approve sub, uh, sub one. Is there discussion on resolution 390? Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you, Madam Chair. I certainly want to stand and thank this board for the efforts that we continue to address the racial disparities that's very daunting in the state of Wisconsin and Dane County. I certainly want to recognize two of our colleagues that are here today that worked on the subcommittee to move forward uh, this agenda, Supervisor Young and Supervisor Nelson, for uh, their steadfast commitment over seeking two of the vendors. We had two well-qualified vendors apply, and I am very certain of this vendor that was selected as one that would give us what we're looking for for a study. So we certainly want to thank, be very thankful for the local vendor that applied, and I look forward to getting back the study so we can continue to address these disparities. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and um, Resolution 390 is approved. I'm sub one to resolution 390 is approved. On resolution 390 as amended by uh, as amended by sub one, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the amended resolution is approved. On resolution 465, award of contract for the Alliant Energy Center Coliseum Main Concourse painting. What's before us is the Public Works and Transportation Committee's recommendation to approve sub one. Is there discussion? Supervisor Nelson. Yes, just very quickly. Uh, as, as you all know, uh, the county, uh, through a steering committee that uh, Chair Corrigan is heading up, 
is developing a master plan for the, Ameri uh, for the AAC campus. But at the same time, uh, the current campus includes a number of facilities, the conference center and exhibition hall, the pavilions, the arena, the coliseum, that need ongoing maintenance and care, and not to mention the parking lot and grounds. So, uh, and this clearly falls under you know, that ongoing maintenance. So again, I encourage you to uh, vote in favor of this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor. Further discussion on resolution um, 465. Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 465 is approved. On Resolution 481, Award of Contract for Design Services for Sol Solar Photovoltaic Systems. What's before us is the Public Works and Transportation Committee's recommendation to approve Sub 1. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 481 is approved. Under um, res K resolutions, resolution 337, we have one, re one registration on resolution 337, authorizing execution of agreements with the Dane County Housing Authority for the purchase and renovation of affordable housing. We have Rob Dick, who is the um, executive director of the Dane County Housing Authority, who wishes to speak in support. Hi, just real quick, I'm Rob Dick, the Executive Director of the Dane County Housing Authority. Wanted to take a second just to thank the Affordable Housing Development Grant Review Panel that did um, um, the reviews on this and is supporting this project. Um, this is a 54-unit uh, project that is currently affordable, set aside for elderly and disabled at or below 60% of county median income. However, it is owned by a for-profit developer who intends to take it out of program. So what we're talking about is trying to preserve ex existing affordable housing in Dane County. Um, and with the funding, uh, we're going to actually be putting about $60,000 per unit into rehab. We're going to be guaranteeing that it's going to stay affordable for a minimum term of another 30 years and providing much higher quality housing for those residents. So if anyone has any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Are there any questions for Rob Dick? Seeing none, thank you. Is there discussion on Resolution 337? Seeing none, what's before us is the Personnel and Finance Committee recommendation to approve. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 337 is approved. On Resolution 407, expressing solidarity with the opposition to the Dakota Access Pipeline construction, what's before us um, is the Executive Committee recommendation for approval as amended. Is there discussion? Supervisor Kiefer. Um. Could I be recorded as abstaining? Well, you will be. Further discussion on this resolution? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 407, is as amended, is approved. Resolution 440, acceptance of a 2017 Clean Boats, Clean Waters grant from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. What's before us is the Environment, Agricultural, and Natural Resources Committee's recommendation to approve. Is there discussion on Resolution 440? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 440 is approved. On Resolution 448, in support and inclusion of all data, of all the Dane in the Dane County community. What's before us is the Executive Committee's recommendation for approval as amended. Is there discussion on Resolution 448? Supervisor Kiefer. Could I be recorded as abstaining, please? Yes. Supervisor Farrell. 
Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. I have an amendment if staff would hand it out. Simple amendment adding, excuse me, simple amendment adding a few words uh, on line 12 after the word orientation and before or immigration status would add the words political affiliation, voting record, diversity of thought. I think many of us have seen the uh, heinous Facebook live video out of the Chicago area from about a month ago of some people allegedly attacking someone because of their supposed voting record. Just and a moment. Do you have a second? Supervisor Willett sorry. seconds. Thank you, sir. And, and there are many examples both directions, not only people opposed to the current president but in support of. This is some activity that goes both ways and I'm certainly in favor of it ending but I think we need to include a few more groups and make sure that it's safe for all of the residents in Dane County. Thank you, Supervisor Farrell. Is there discussion on Supervisor Farrell's amendment? Supervisor Kiefer. Could I be recorded as abstaining on the amendment? Sure. Is there further discussion on Supervisor Farrell's amendment? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Supervisor Farrell's um, amendment is approved. On Resolution 448, as amended, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 448 is approved. On Resolution 455, Authorizing the purchase of 1509 McKenna Boulevard and approval of the lease to the property Nehemiah. At lease of the property to Nehemiah, sorry. What's before us is Health and Human Needs Committee's recommendation for approval. Is there discussion on Resolution 455? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 455 is approved. On Resolution 464, authorizing the tax deeding of delinquent properties, what's before us is the Personnel and Finance Committee's recommendation to approve. Is there discussion on Resolution 464? Seeing Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you. May I speak with the um, Treasurer, Mr. Gallagher? As you're approaching, once it makes it on this file and we're ready to vote, what happens with that property? Can you talk about that process? Sure. So this resolution strictly says the Dane County Treasurer's already done all the notifications. Um, it's three years delinquent or more, and um, it's you're basically saying you can tax deed this when the deadlines for making payment comes. Uh, yeah, when we send out the notices and then we would tax deed it. And after that, then we would um, get appraisals. Actually, the former owner has 60 days to buy it back. Um, after those 60 days, um, then we would get appraisals, whether it's by a subcommittee of the Personnel and Finance Committee or um, by, the, by a professional appraiser. And then it would go to auction. That time frame that it takes to do all of those steps uh, would typically push this into an October auction. If there's three options of what can occur with property that we tax deed, 
Dane County can keep retain ownership of it. Um, we can sell it to the municipality if they're wanting it, or we can go to auction. So those are the three options. So once you're on this list, you don't get another chance to retain this property? No, we can retain the property. This list just says we need to actually tax deed the property. Um, if there's a parcel on this list that you're interested in uh, Dane County retaining ownership of or something, let's say the property owner does not pay and we do end up tax deeding it, I welcome you coming in, letting me know, and we can sit down and talk on this for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Supervisor. Further discussion on Resolution 464? Seeing none, all those in favor of Resolution 464 say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 464 is approved. On Resolution 479, awarding a collective bargaining agreement to the Supervisory Law Enforcement Unit, what's before us is the Personnel and Finance Committee recommendation to approve. Is there discussion on Resolution 479? Supervisor Schauer. Thank you, Madam Chair. I need to be recorded as abstaining from this vote. Yes, you'll be so recorded. Further discussion on Resolution 479? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed said, say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 479 is approved. Um, such other business as the county board is authorized to conduct by law. And is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Chenoweth, seconded by Shower. All those in favor say aye. Opposed say no, and we are adjourned. If you have introductions, please bring those forward. <clears throat>